Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning Pirkei Avot, Ethics of the Fathers, with uh, Mishnah, uh, Mishnah 21, Chapter 3, where it says, Rabbi Elazar ben Azaria said, If there is no Torah, there is no worldly uh, path. If there is no worldly path, there is no Torah. If there is no wisdom, there is no reverence. If there is no reverence, there is no wisdom. If there is no knowledge, there is no understanding. And if there is no understanding, there is no knowledge. If there is no meal, there is no Torah. And if there is no Torah, there is no meal. So the, 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 the rabbi, Elazar ben Azaria here, is informing us about these things that are related to each other and which cannot exist one without the other. First, he's telling us here that if there, if there is no Torah, there is no worldly path, which means derecheres, which means a right, righteous way of life, to go in the straight way of life. And if you are not a straight person, if you don't live accordingly a moral, moral life, where you're a righteous person, then there is no Torah. So he says here that the, <clears throat> when there is no proper behavior, uh, there is no Torah, there is no derecheres. And many people tell me, oh, you know, Margie, I'm so delusioned by all these religious people. You see, they steal, they hit the wife, they hit the kids, they're not so righteous. So I tell them, you know what, in reality, a person that is dressed to look like a rabbi doesn't mean he's a righteous person, really. He's just wearing the garb. It doesn't mean anything. To be a righteous person, it's in your behavior. It's in the way you behave and how you treat others. And if you're correcting your business dealings and you're not stealing from people and if you treat well your loved ones and everybody around you and you're not screaming at people and you're not beating up people, this shows a person that lives in the dead the Torah really is a guideline, is a way it, God gave it to us. It's a light in our lives that teaches us what is right and what is wrong. And, um, and it tells us what is a proper behavior. So there's really four intelligences that I've talked about before. We have a, a SQ, which is here. We have an IQ, which is internal in the brain. We have um, EQ and a BQ. So the SQ is the spiritual conscience, which is the learning of the Torah. Then we have IQ, which is intellectual quotient, which is measures your intelligence, your, 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 your intellectual intelligence. And you have EQ, which is emotional quotient, which is your emotional intelligence. And then you have another one, which would look like the lowest one of, of all of them, which is a BQ, which is really your behavioral Quotient. So you also need an intelligence to behave in the right way. So what the what Rabbi Elazar ben Azaria is telling us here is like if you if you learn Torah, the whole purpose for it is, is that you live with the dedicated, that you go in your life with a righteous path, that you go straight in your life, and also you go straight in life to learn Torah. They go one in one, hand in hand. Because the Torah is the one that teaches you what is right and what is wrong according to Hashem. It's not the last that people decide what is right and what is wrong. They change with time. What was right, uh, what was wrong 3,000 years ago, today people look at it like it's right. 
And in reality, if you go with the Torah, what was wrong then is wrong now. It doesn't change. So then he says here, for the Torah knowledge of, the, of those who do not conduct their affairs honorable is worthless. And Torah here refers to the fundamentals of religion that uh, virtually uh, it's talking about all human uh, all human act, uh, all humanity accepts so it's three fundamentals that every religion accepts the difference is that each one um, interprets it in a different way but all all religions go by these three fundamentals one is divine revel uh, revelation that we know there's a god any monotheist religion will tell you there's one god then there's the reward and the punishment that we know this is a world of cause and effect whatever you do you have um uh, something's gonna come with it everything has a price doesn't matter what you do in life you have to pay for what you do so if you do good you'll get wood if you don't do good the bad you do will come back to you and then the third thing that we believe in is the afterlife that there's another life that this is not it that there's a world to come and that the rewards really are waiting for us in the next world. So this knowledge of the afterlife really gives us awe, it gives us reverence towards Hashem, and it keeps us from sinning, it keeps us from being in the right track. So then he comes to say where there is no wisdom, there is no awe of God or reverence of God or fear of God, and, um, and where there is no awe of God, there is no wisdom. So they also go hand in hand. So he says, we need to contemplate on God's existence and creation to be able to awaken this awe inside of us. Like really, when you look at creation, you look at the intelligence of, of the creation, that God created a world with, with purpose, with meaning. Uh, there's a creator, there's a creation, there's a, there's a reason why he created it. This gives in us awe, like if you go to the, to the beach and you sit down and you look at the ocean and the waves are going and coming and the sound and you see how the tide goes up and comes down and you see all the majesty of the ocean and you contemplate on it, you'll, you'll have awe of God, you'll have a huge respect towards God because you realize there's bigger things than you. And then, conversely, it's also true, if a person is not God-fearing, even though he has Torah knowledge, eventually he will forget his wisdom because if we don't have respect towards Hashem and what it means is not that if we're gonna eat a shrimp we're gonna be fried with a lightning that's not what it means what it means is that we're petrified to separate ourselves from God because really he's the our as our essence is is imbuing him and the whole purpose of our life is in this world is him and if we lose this then we will lose our wisdom. And you know, there's a lot of people who know a lot of Torah, they're very learned, but they lose their wisdom. They live with no common sense. As Voltaire said, common sense is not so common. To have common sense, wisdom, chokmah, you need to really uh, have awe of God. You need to have fear of Hashem. So Rabbi Elazar also says, if there is no knowledge, if there's no uh, uh, wisdom, there is no understanding. And if there's no understanding, there is no wisdom. So uh, wisdom is chokmah. bina, dad are our three intellectual faculties that are in our head. This is the way our brain works. Chokmah is wisdom. Bina is understanding and knowledge is that. 
we need to have the three of them. So first you have wisdom, you have an idea, you learn the concept, then you have to bring it down. So Bina can come to understand that concept, can come to look at it from every angle and understand it. And then we pass it into that, which is knowledge, which is that you come to a point where you know right from wrong. But before you know right from wrong, you have to go through all these processes. It's like a little child. You tell him, don't put the hand in the fire, you're gonna get burned. It's, a, it's wisdom, it's chokhmah. Then the kid sees the, the fire and he's running to the fire. He's gonna put the hand. He feels it very hot. Then he takes his hand back because he understands that he, if he puts the hand, he's gonna get burned because he feels the, the, the warmth of the fire. So if he has intelligence and he's mature enough, he's gonna come to understand on his own that this is dangerous. And then he won't put his hand in the, in, the, in the fire because he already knows. It's knowledge. You, you at your age wouldn't do it. So under, understanding Bina, uh, we need Bina to be able to pass into that. So then it comes to say, if there is no meal, there is no Torah. And if there's no Torah, there is no meal. So here he talks about a meal in other uh, Pirkei Avot, I see that it talks about flour as a meal because that's the basic meal of, of every person can live with, with flour and water and make bread and this could be sustenance for a person. So here he's talking about a meal and he's saying if a person doesn't have food with which to sustain himself, then he will have no energy, no strength to be able to learn Torah. And I remember a, a story of the daughter, I think, I think it was the daughter of the Tzemak Sedek, if I'm not wrong. And she used to be very weak when she was praying and the father asked her, what's wrong with you? And she says, I don't feel well, I feel very weak. Uh, I'm praying and so I can have breakfast. So the father said, why don't you have breakfast before you pray? And she says, no, because we should pray before we have breakfast. And the father said, better to have breakfast so you can pray than to pray to go and have breakfast. So we need food. Food is what keeps us alive. When a person stops eating, then his neshama uh, gets out of his body. So we need food to be able to sustain our energy and our strength. It's very important. And conversely, if there is no Torah, there is no meal. Uh, it says that if three people sit together to eat, they should say at least a few words of Torah because if not, that meal is like, uh, I don't want to say the word, but it's, they use a very horrible word like vomit. It, it has no kedusha, it has no holiness in it and it's like eating whatever. And three people that sit together should say a few words of Torah when they're eating. So, so we see here that also it's very interconnected. Even saying Abraha, uh, a blessing over, uh, over food is considered Torah and it's very important because if not the food will not have that, uh, that holiness, the sparks of that food won't be able to be elevated and then you're not going to be sustained in the right way. So man was created to study and follow the Torah and the neglect of Torah is one of the causes of our exile. It's, uh, the, the sages say that one of the causes is because people are not learning Torah as the prophet Isaiah said, my nation has been exiled for they lack knowledge. And when it's talking about knowledge, lack of knowledge, it's talking about uh, Torah learning. And he says also that it's comparable to idol worship. 
and which causes drought. We know when people used to go and do idol worship, there was drought in the land, and this wouldn't allow the food to grow, and, they, and there was a, a famine. So the words of our sages, uh, the, the, the words of our sages say, where there is no food, there is no Torah. And also some commentaries say that Rabbi Elasa really was uh, speaking of two types of food. One is physical food, which is the one that sustains the body uh, in this world. It was the one that gives us energy to be able to learn Torah, do mitzvahs, take care of our families, go out and work. And then there's another aspect of food, which is the spiritual food, which sustains the soul. So food is something that is, is very material, but at the same time, it's very spiritual. And it depends on the way you eat it. You're, you're eating both. You're eating both the food that sustains your body and both the food that sustains your soul. So if a person has no food to eat, he can't devote himself to Torah. And also, if he cannot devote himself to Torah, or at least support Torah scholars by, by giving tzedakah to their institutions, then his soul has no spiritual food in the next world. So I leave you here. Uh, I wish you a good week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.